Hello, Freedom Fighters. How's everyone doing tonight? Hope you're well. Christina Markoski coming to you live. And I have a special guest tonight, Dr. Vesna Gruvenich. How are you, Vesna? I'm well, Christina. Thank you. Great to be here, everyone. Yeah, thank you so much for, for coming along tonight for the Facebook session. And you'll be talking a little bit later in the private SHIP group session that we've got for our closed group of property investors. So everyone who's watching the live session, please type hashtag live so we know that you're here, that you're listening, you're engaged. Say hello. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know your name. And let us know if you're watching us from the Australian Property Chat or where you're actually viewing from. That would be amazing. And for those of you who don't know, we've actually got a podcast as well. So it's The Property Show with George Markoski. You can catch that on Spotify, iTunes or Stitcher. And if you're listening on the podcast, come on over to our Facebook group, The Australian Property Chat, where we've got a group of amazing like-minded investors increasing income and impact in their lives. So, Vesna, welcome to the show tonight. So lovely to have you here. Likewise. Wonderful to be back. Thank you for the invite, Christina. You're so welcome. And just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and how you help people. Okay, so um, I have a PhD in clinical hypnotherapy. I'm a hypnotherapy NLP and Q2 Respecto trainer. Uh, so essentially what that means, over the last 21 years, I've been helping people to overcome their fears, self-doubts, blocks around money, blocks around relationships, uh, blocks around career progression, any any area of life, so people can be more successful. They can be happier and more fulfilled. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Fantastic. And our subject tonight is obviously how to grow your relationship with money, making your money work for you. So having you on tonight to discuss this topic, and we're going to really do some deep dives here and get into some issues and really help people get to the next level with their whole relationship with money tonight. So strap in. It's going to be a great session tonight, guys. And don't forget to get your questions for Dr. Vesnet in early as well because we're going to be doing a Q&A a bit later on in the session. So it's a really fascinating subject talking about money and people's relationships with money. And a lot of people I find have a, a bit of a, you know, relationship with money and it's either negative or positive. But there's just been so much uncertainty in the world, you know, over the past two years, I'd say, ever since we were hit with the global pandemic with coronavirus. And that has really affected people's relationships with money. It definitely has. Uh, I think uh, any time people are pushed out of their comfort zone, it also affects the way they relate to other people, or the way they're relating their career professionally, and also can affect the way they relate to money as well. They, you know, they need to do things differently. They need to start to think differently uh, because a comfort zone is comfortable, hence the name. And then when something happens left of field that catches us by surprise, it can get us to re-evaluate things in my content. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And I think there's been a lot of positive that's come out of the situation with the pandemic, but there's also been obviously a lot of negative. And it has created, from what I personally have seen, a lot of fear 
It has. It has. It's created a lot of fear. It's created a lot of anxiety. Um, and I think it's really, really important for people to be careful uh, with what they're feeding their brain with. Okay, because mm. surround yourself with negativity, it'll breed negativity. Uh, That's so, a good point. Absolutely. It brings me back to one of my favourite sayings, like you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with. Yes, exactly. Uh, in addition to that, I would also add in what you read, listen to and watch as well. Yeah, and what you focus on in your life does grow and manifest to Absolutely. that extent too. Yes, yes, it becomes self-fulfilling and it's actually been proven by research that whatever your brain focuses on, it will actually create for your behaviour. Yeah, that's right, absolutely. And what we're going to talk about, I guess, is what is money? Yes, and on the surface people might think, well, that's an obvious question. What is money? Isn't it, you know, those little coins or these pieces of paper that you use to buy things with? Exactly. You know, is it plastic? Is it credit cards? You know, there's lots of different forms of money. But the question is, what is it really? Mm. I'd like to get some answers from the audience. What do people think money really is? Yeah, that's a really good thought-provoking question. And I remember actually being asked myself this question few years ago and I'd never really thought about it too much and I was thinking okay what is money mm-hmm. money okay money is something that we use to buy things we want right so what is money I mean money gives us choices money is what gives us choices well yeah absolutely but what is money so you you're saying what money gives you can give you choices, but what actually is the money? So let's talk about the money specifically. So, guys, we're opening it up to the floor here. Type in your answers. What is money? And while we wait for a few answers to come through, I'll give you what my take on money is. So me personally, money for me is a tool to get what I need in life or what I want. And like we just said, you know, it gives you choices. So money is a tool for me personally. You know, I can't eat it. It can't really do much um, tangible-wise. I mean, I could knit it together and maybe make a little blanket and then I could use it (laughs) for that. But otherwise, it's just a number in a bank account which you can use as a tool to get you resources in the world. So... Another answer here. It is a tool for essentials. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's right. It's a tool for essentials, but it's also a tool to buy things that are not essential. Mm -hmm. So you could use it to go, you know, on a super yacht or whatever. That's not an essential, but you can certainly use money for that. Another great answer, mechanism for exchange of goods or services. Yeah, and that brings me back to the old days. This was before money. They had things like the barter system. That's right. Where you would trade your time and your skills for another person's skills or products. That's it. So how many chickens would you like for my pig, Christina? (laughs) That's right, yeah. Money is a tool that gives us resources and choices, again, and Another comment about how it gives us choices. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was one answer on there which really stood out. 
So are you ready? For me, money is energy. It's energy because mm-hmm. on its own, the, the actual coins, the, the notes and the actual credit card, it, it's basically a thing that just sits there. But unless you put energy into it, nothing happens with money. Mm-hmm. It just sits so there. True. Active, yeah? So the energy we, with which uh, you use money is the key. And that's what we're going to talk about. What is the energy behind you using money? Yeah, absolutely. And money gives you opportunities, choices, and early retirement if done well. Yes, thank you so much for sharing, Kathy. 100%. Yes. And, and yes, so uh, the energy allows you to do all of the things everybody else talked about, how you use that energy. Definitely. That actually brings me back to when I was having dinner with a group of friends and we all put in our money at the end of the dinner to chip in. And one of my good friends um, who's actually in Tasmania now, she said to me, keep the money flowing. And I thought that is such a beautiful way to think about it. You know, you're not hoarding it, you're keeping it flowing. And we're all putting it in to pay for some amazing experience we've just had and we're keeping it flowing. Yes. Yeah, very, very, very important to keep it flowing. Uh, so I'd like to spend a bit of time looking at everyone's relationship to money if everyone's ready. Yeah, who's ready? Who's ready? You'll need some pen and paper, everyone. Old Grab school. a pen and paper. This is an interactive exercise. So, yes, we are going to need to do a bit of homework tonight. But, look, it's for your own good. Mm-hmm. And it's here to help you get through some things that may be holding you back from your full potential from becoming successful property investors. Because at the end of the day, what you want and what you want to get out of life, it all starts with important things like your mindset and your relationship towards money. Because how can you get and create more money in your life if you've got the wrong attitude towards it? Exactly. Exactly, and the energy will be affected by your mindset. Mm, that's right. So has everyone got a pen and paper now? Okay. All right. So I'm just going to go through some questions and I'd like for you to write down the very first answer. Okay, here's the first one. So do you spend money with abundance or with scarcity? So how do you spend money with abundance, like there's plenty there, or with scarcity, like it's your last cent? So it's about the attitude rather than what's physically in your bank account, yeah? Yeah, that's a great Mm. statement and a great question. Yeah. Just write down whatever answer comes up first for you. What if it's 50-50? What if you want to have abundance yes but there's still that little thing inside your head that goes oh my god i'm spending you know a big amount of money but then you do it anyway and you force yourself to enjoy it okay well you can put in the percentages so if you can put in the percentages so if it is 50 50 or 40 60 you can put whatever percentage applies for you because for me personally, I would probably be about, you know, 70% abundance. Okay. And then 30% scarcity. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. Do you freely exchange the energy or do you hoard the energy? 
Yeah. So do you freely exchange money or do you hoard it and hold on to it? Yeah. Okay, so that's your next question. Again, you can put in percentages. Um, if that is um, what applies, put in percentages. If it's not 100% one or the other. Yeah. Mm, and that's a good point to make because nothing's so black and white. It might not be a yes or a no. It might be you've maybe worked on this for years and years and you've gotten to a point where compared to where you were, I'm talking from my own personal experience now, um, you've moved mountains with your mindset and your relationship towards money, but you know you've still got so much you can do to improve and take it to the next level and become more abundance mindset. Yeah, and this is not about wasting money or spending it just, you know, for the sake of. It's about spending it purposefully. Mm. So it's a free flow of purposeful spending rather than just, you know, going on a, you know, big spending free. Spending willy-nilly. No, that's never a good idea. So what was the last question again, Vesna, just to recap? Um, so do you freely exchange that energy when you spend money or do you hoard it, hold on to it like it's, it's like your last cent? Yeah. Even though that's not the reality, you've got more than a cent. Yeah. That's the way some people you know, spend it. Do you freely exchange money? I would say yes for me personally. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. In the past, it was definitely a no. <laughs> but um, once again, yeah, I've been working on my relationship with money for the past two decades. So. Excellent. Yeah. And obviously shows as well, so that's great. So the next question is, do you spend money with gratitude and are really thankful for the product and service that you purchase and the value you get out of it? Or do you spend it like with begrudgingly, you know, like, oh, I've got to spend this money, I don't really want to, and you don't get value out of things um, or hardly ever get value out of things when you spend money? Okay, so mm. gratitude or begrudgingly, which way? Do you have the attitude of gratitude when you're spending money? That's it. Yeah. You're being grateful for the product or service you've just received. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would definitely say for me personally, I have a great attitude of gratitude and I'm very thankful whenever I'm spending money. I'm thankful, first of all, that I've got the money to spend. So I think about it in different levels. I'm thankful that I'm, I'm fortunate to be, you know, have my investment properties and provide me with passive income. Super grateful for that. Then super grateful to have the money to keep it flowing in exchange and super grateful for the experience I'm having or just had. And, yeah, grateful for every layer of that experience. Brilliant. Really great. Yeah, really good. Okay. Uh, the next one is, are you too attached to money and do you hold on to it for dear life? Because mm. that will trap the flow of energy. Yeah, absolutely. And that, to me, says people that are hoarding who have that hoarding money mentality. With gratitude, with gratitude, I say thank you when I pay for something. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's really lovely. Okay. And do you use money in a win-win way where everybody benefits from the interaction or do you want to get something out of it and other people 
lose or don't get as much value out of it. You know, sometimes people negotiate to get the best deal, but other people then lose out from the deal. Mm. So is it a win-win interaction when you're exchanging money? And my thoughts on this are if it's not a win-win and if someone's losing, they're not going to do the right job by you anyway. So why would you bother making it a win-lose scenario when you're the one that's really losing? Exactly. Yes. Everybody loses when it's a win-lose. Yeah, Mm, totally. Yeah. So we want to use money with integrity. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very big on this and I'm very mindful of whenever I am, you know, doing an agreement or an exchange, whatever, it has to be win-win. There's no other way. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. And what are some of the audience's thoughts on the other questions? Yes, I've had quite a few people say, um, you know, they're 50-50, mm-hmm. their answers on some of these. I've had some people say that then they might be guilty of maybe that, I guess, hoarding mentality, trying to change my mindset around this one. With gratitude, I say thank you when I pay for something and someone was guilty of the scarcity mentality too. So I've had a bit of a mixed bag of nuts come through on these answers. Okay. And there's, there's no judgment here. Just getting, a, um, I guess, a landscape of where you are at the moment and identifying what you need to improve. That's all this is. I think that's probably one of the first steps is actually knowing your starting point and where you're currently at. Yes. Because if you don't know and if you're not aware of how your relationship actually is with money and how you view money, then how can you ever do anything to fix it? Yeah, exactly. And also how do you know what to fix? Yeah, you might not even be consciously aware that there is a massive problem there. That's right. Exactly. This may be the first time you're even identifying these issues or taking a deeper look at it. That's it. And, and you know, that does take some courage to, to be honest with yourself and to uh, confront what it is that's really going on. So I commend everyone for doing that because that is the first step, absolutely. Acknowledge. Look, well done, guys. Uh, amazing participation tonight. Super proud of everyone who's joining us tonight or you might be listening on the podcast. If you're watching the replay, type hashtag replay. This is one of the pillars and one of the foundations to becoming a successful property investor. Mm. It really is. You doing the heavy lifting and, and working on the tough stuff, and this is the tough stuff, you know, facing your reality of what your relationship is with money. I have a much better relationship with money now than five years ago. That's excellent. Fantastic. So it's on the up and up. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Excellent. Okay. So we're ready to do a bit more exploration, dig a little bit deeper. Definitely. Let's do a deep dive, Vesna. Bring it on. All right. So here's your next question. What is the purpose for money? What do you think the purpose for money is? And everyone probably has a different answer and that's okay. Yeah, what is the purpose for money? Mm. It's a great thought-provoking question again. Last 18 months, my relationship with money is growing stronger. Beautiful. Well done. 
Okay, so what is the purpose for money? What is the purpose for money? The purpose for money. Mm. I would say the purpose for money is to first get what you need in life. If we're looking at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, for those of you who aren't familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you might want to Google it and look at the triangle there. You've got your first layer of needs where it's your essentials like your shelter, food, water. Once you've got that fulfilled, you can then move up to the next layer. So getting money to go up those levels is what it's all about. And then you've got right at the top is self-fulfillment and, you know, your unlimited potential. And once you've got things like your basic needs met in your life, you can focus on fulfilling your true potential in life and also focus on giving back and doing things for others. That's my long-winded answer to that question. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay. Anyone else? What is the purpose for money? It's an exchange of units. Okay. Great. Purpose of money is to create freedom and to give back to those less fortunate. That is beautiful. That is so that's nice. someone who's quite high up Maslow's hierarchy. Yeah. Awesome. Well said, Christina Mykoski. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Make it work for you. Energy exchange. Going back to the energy. It is. Excellent. Very good. Okay. So now here's a different exercise. Think about the last time you spent money on anything, anything at all. Hmm. Could be groceries, could be an outfit, uh, anything at all. Think about the last time you spent money. What emotions did you feel as you were spending money and what were you thinking as you were spending money? Just jot those down. So last time you spent money, what were you feeling and what were you thinking? Yeah, that's a great one. The purpose of money is to create change in the world. Beautiful. Fantastic. So the last time I spent money, I think it was actually for George's surprise birthday party. Okay. So I got the best boat in the whole of Adelaide. I hired a 58-foot yacht and got all his friends and family organised together and we all went out and did a boat cruise and I got the Oyster Bar to cater it and we had a lot of alcohol flowing, lots of cocktails. And paying for that event, I actually was so happy. I had so much joy and I had so much uh, abundance to be in a position where I can do this amazing surprise party for George. So that was my last experience spending money. So super grateful that I'm in a position to be able to throw such an amazing party. Yeah, so it was all positive by the sound of it. 
Yeah, it certainly was. Fabulous. Really good. Okay. And what about some other people where you were spending money last time? Last purchase, cute, because I didn't need what I purchased. Oh, <laughs> don't worry, I certainly have that emotion sometimes too. Okay. Love buying gifts, yes, me too. Love it. Get that warm, fuzzy feeling inside when you're buying gifts. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. The last time I spent money, I was feeling hungry, thinking lunch was going to be delicious. <laughs> Love that. Fantastic. Very good. <laughs> Happy got my Christmas tablecloth for my friends coming over on Sunday. Beautiful. Very nice. Not forgetting where you come from, being grateful for the right choices and sharing the love in the process. Excellent. Great. All good answers. Really good. Okay. Now, here's, here's an important one for what um, everyone is interested in. The last time you were thinking about investing in property or something else, what were you feeling and what were you thinking? The last time you were thinking about investing in property or something else, what were you thinking and feeling? The last time I was thinking about investing in property, mm -hmm. I was thinking about how it's going to create more passive income in my life, which equals, you know, more time and more freedom, great choices. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling grateful, feeling positive, Feeling excited and motivated to yeah. do some life-changing, amazing stuff. Fabulous. Again, all positive. Yeah. Very good. Excited because of the future. Yes, that's the way I feel too. Mm -hmm. The last investment property I purchased, and it was really funny because um, I was talking to my personal trainer, and they were sharing with me that um, to pay, you know, such a large amount of money for something, they sort of like get that sinking feeling in their stomach whenever something like that happens. And they're like, "Didn't you feel that way?" And I said, "No, not at all. I was actually glad to get the money out of my bank account and into a property." Mm -hmm. In my bank account, it's actually shrinking and going backwards. In a property, it's doing way better and performing and getting me a massive return compared to leaving it in the bank. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah, very true. Last time I was thinking of investing in property, I don't earn enough to build a property portfolio. Okay, interesting comment there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, all, it's all good because you're understanding what's, you know, what's going through your mind and how you're feeling uh, and potentially what might be motivating you to take action or holding you back from taking action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
All right, so let's do the next one. So last time you heard or read about somebody else's financial success, how were you feeling and thinking? Last time you heard or read about someone else's financial success, how were you thinking and feeling? Yes. I'm trying to think of the last time I read or heard. I mean, with me, it's probably a bit of a different scenario because I'm talking to members every day who are getting these amazing results and I'm just so pumped and motivated and so proud of them for kicking ass and making all this money through property, following the Mykoski method and just being super coachable, you know, super willing to learn, willing to implement, having a great attitude and just following my lead and then they're getting the results. You know, I've got members who even before settlement, They've made over a hundred thousand dollars on their properties. Wow, great return! Mm. I mean, it speaks for itself. The numbers don't lie. Yeah, so I'm just super excited for them, and just so wrapped that they're doing this amazing stuff on the program, and they're sharing all their experiences with their family and friends, and then they want to do the same thing and get coached by me personally. So it just has this beautiful ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Nervous and excited at the same time, but knowing I'm creating a positive outcome. Beautiful. We do. Mm. Happy for them and felt inspired by them. Inspired. That's a, a word that really resonates with me as well because, yeah, talking to my members and seeing all this awesome stuff every day, it's like it's very inspiring. It is. Always happy to hear people are making money. Proud of them. Yeah, and super proud. Mm. Very good. It's so important to have positive emotions about other people's success because that tells your subconscious mind that there's a positive connection to success and money, which makes it easier for you to attract as well. That's really great, everyone. Yeah. Wow, they're doing well for themselves. Good on them. Excellent. Really great. Okay. So let's talk about action because action is important for success, isn't it? It certainly is. If you sit on the fence or do nothing your whole life, don't expect to get any results. <laughs> Unless you're the Buddha and you can instantly manifest. <laughs> Most people <laughs> need to take action. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's important to understand what our action blockers are, what blocks us from taking action, what holds us back from taking action, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's important to identify what's stopping you from taking action and the biggest thing, the most common denominator, biggest domino I see that stops people from taking action is just fear. Yeah. And it's fear of the unknown. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, uh, there's actually lots of different types of fears, but that, that is a popular one in, in terms of, you know, the top, top fears around taking action, yes, yes. So here's a couple of questions for you. So I'd like for you to think about in life in general, what three things in your life have you been unable to start? Like you, you've got it on your to-do list and you think, I need to make a start on that, and you just haven't done it. What specific th- 
things on your to-do list have you not even started? Mm. What specific things in your to-do list haven't you started? Yeah, it could be related to money, could be relating to finances and you know property, could be relating to career, could be relating to a relationship, um, friends, you know, any area of life. Just what are the top three things that you would like to start that you haven't? Okay. Start a business. Yeah, that's a good one. For me, probably the first thing that comes to mind would be start decorating the house for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Very timely. (laughs) But I did say as soon as it hits December, and it's only just turned December, that's the the standard usually with when um, most people put up the Christmas decorations. But I really want to do it sooner rather than later because I am hosting this year. So that's on my to-do list. Okay. Yet to be started. I'm only two days in, so I'm not doing too bad. Yes. yes. Well, traditionally, uh, we put up our decorations on the 6th of December, so mm-hmm. a few days to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the deadline's closing in. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> okay. So what else have people not started that they want to start? Saving for a car. I haven't started. Okay. Okay. Exercise every day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Expanding my property portfolio, but hopefully about to start the journey with Positive Property Solutions. Welcome aboard. We're glad to have you here. Excellent. Definitely in the right place. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so with all the things you wrote down that you haven't started, here's the next question. I think we just got an arrangement coming in. Okay. Uh, so here's your next question. Who or what has stopped you from starting that thing? Mm. So who or what has stopped you from making a start? Is who it or what? Yeah, is it you, somebody else? Or an excuse or something else? Yeah. Yeah. I would say me, I'm the person who has stopped the Christmas decorations from going up because I haven't had the time. And it doesn't have to be me personally that puts them up. I still haven't had the time to delegate it either or hire someone to do it. But it all starts with me. Yes. Okay, great. Mm Okay. Good time. Other priorities like property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think having um, other priorities is a big thing that gets in the way of a lot of people's to-do list. It does. And, and you know, they're called priorities for a reason because they're important. So it's about being clear about, you know, what is important to you in life and making sure those things are started and some of the other things can be left down lower on the list for later. Yeah. And I constantly find myself shuffling my priorities too, depending on what pops up during the day. Sure. COVID because of uncertainty. Okay. 
that's an interesting one. I think that's probably been a big one for a lot of people. It has. It definitely has, yeah. People saying you cannot do it. Okay, for so other people. Mm -hmm. Other people's opinions. Trying to be perfect and fear of failure. That will definitely do it. Yeah, very big saboteurs. Mm, fear of failure. That's something I'd probably like to dive a little bit deeper into once we finish this session. Personal circumstances change. Yep, and yes, our priorities can change because circumstances change, so that could be a valid reason. Mm -hmm. Cast still goes, so not necessarily, to, you can't justify it. Okay. Yep. Inertia. So mm -hmm. just stuck in the motions of day to day. Yep. You need to make time for some things sometimes, don't we? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the next one. Everyone's doing really great. Love all the answers. Really, really good. But the next one. Read things in your life which you have started but you haven't done anything about it recently, you haven't continued it once you start. You might have made a start, then you put it to the side and haven't gone back to it. Three things you have started. Mm -hmm. But you haven't progressed. Right. Then you've started it but you're sort of stuck. Yes. Yes, yes. Mm. So, you know, uh, an example, you know, when people go to write something, sometimes they make a start and then um, they put it to the side thinking they'll come back to it and then they never do. Mm. Yes. Or they do a bit of research, make a start on something, then they put it to the side thinking they'll come back and they don't. putting up a Christmas tree without the actual decorations on it. <laughs> hey, putting up a Christmas tree by yourself is pretty exhausting. I did it um, five years ago mm -hmm. and after that I said never again. Wow. <laughs> Which is probably why, yeah, I haven't made a move on Christmas decorations yet. Yeah. It can be quite detailed work, can't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jigsaw puzzle. Interesting. Started a jigsaw puzzle, but I haven't finished it. Yeah. Mm hmm Anyone else who's started something and not quite continued or finished it? For me, the only thing that comes to mind is cleaning the house because that's never finished. <laughs> that's an ongoing one, isn't it? <laughs> Just every day. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. 
designing the business card but haven't started the business yet. Okay. Hmm. Booking a ticket to the UK. Okay. Started a biz but quit. Decluttering, yes, I'm with you there. I've made a big start on been decluttering for the past 10 years. Wow. <laughs> and it's still, there's always still more. Small. I, would, I would have to blame George for a little bit of that. Just okay. a tiny, tiny microscopic. <laughs> <laughs> Reading George's book, Freedom Through Property, have to finish it off, lol. Yes, you yeah. should. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it's a pretty easy read. Good. So then with those things you just mentioned, everyone, who or what stopped you from continuing what you started? Who or what stopped mm. you from continuing? Was it you, a person? Was it something um, that you felt, some self-talk? What caused you to not continue? Me, love the radical responsibility here. This person gets it, yes. There's one common denominator in your life. That's it. What do you think that is? That's you. Mirror. <laughs> Absolutely. More you. <laughs> <Someone said it. laughs> Cooking a bigger station meal, got drunk halfway. That's a common thing that does happen during cooking a degustation meal. So <laughs> even if you're at a restaurant and eating one, sometimes that can happen. <laughs> yes, me. Procrastinating. Yes, that's a big that's, one. It's a big one, yes. Yes, yes. Very good. Very good, everyone. Okay. And the next question. What are three things that you have started, you've progressed, but you haven't quite finished? You may be this close to finishing, not quite finished. Maybe you're 70 or 80% of the way there. Mm -hmm. It could be 80% towards a decision even rather than an activity. Anything come to mind, Christina? I'm just um, racking my brain. I'm fortunate, I guess. I'm always very on top of whatever I start. I will usually do it straight away. Great. Otherwise, it just doesn't get done. So I've learned my own habits, how I am best to get things done. Mm -hmm. I need to start it, dedicate the time, put it aside, make it happen and do it. Otherwise, it might get put on the back burner and I'll put it off, put it off, and then it, it will fall off or drop off the to-do list altogether because other things will pop in that are of a higher priority. Yes. Okay. So if anything that's really important to me, I'll just make it a priority and I'll make it happen and I'll do it. Yes. Okay. Excellent. My multi-million dollar property portfolio, yes. Absolutely. 
bucket list items, Sydney or Hobart. Sounds mm -hmm. like an experience of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Anyone else hasn't quite finished the things I've started? Okay. So who or what prevented you from finishing those things? Was it you, somebody else? Mm. Was it something you told yourself, an emotion? What stopped you? Started eating healthy for a few weeks and stopped. What stopped you? Mm. Yeah, and it, the more specific we can be, uh, so mm. when you say me, the more specific you can be, the better. You know, was it a habit, a bad habit that stopped you? Was it a thought you had, like negative self-talk? Was it a, a bad feeling you had? You know, what exactly got in the way? Because mm. that'll help you to really narrow down the cause. Yeah. And typically emotions like motivation and joy and happiness will motivate us to keep things going and dread and worry and anxiety will hold people back from falling through. Competition, it stopped me by being influenced by others. I need to learn to say no more. Very good. Negative self-talk and not seeing results and people telling me it can't be done. Those negative people, huh? There seems to be a little bit of a theme on, on most of these answers with people telling people that they can't do something. Yes, yes, yes. Interesting. Mm. And, of course, we can't blame other people um, because, um, you know, we, we can choose to listen to them or, or not choose to listen to them. Yeah, that's right. Anyone else who's aware of how they stopped themselves from completing what they started? That's everyone who shared. Mm. Okay, so it's very important to complete things that we start because that is how you get results in life through completion. Mm. So all the things you wrote down that hold you back, whether it's other people or yourself, they are the blocks. They're the things you need to actually address. And some of you need to get a little bit more specific with those. Uh, as I mentioned before, you know, if it's you, uh, what exactly do you do to hold yourself back? Is it a negative self-talk? Is it a, a feeling you have? Um, you know, is it lack of motivation? Is it lack of energy? Do you feel tired? Do you feel energized? Um, you know, what do you tell yourself? Yeah. Specific to better. Expect results urgently, lack of discipline and consistency. That's specific, yes. Okay. Yeah. And you know, sometimes things take a little bit of time to to manifest into results, don't they? Of course. There's no such thing as a get rich quick or a get skinny quick. <laughs> Or get anything quick in life, really. No, I 
That's right. That's right. We always need to put in the effort. Um, and just when we think things are not happening, um, it's when we need to keep going because often people will be, you know, three quarters of the way up the mountain over the obstacle and then they'll go, oh, too hard and give up and they're this close to getting the success. Oh, Vesna, the amount of time I've seen people quit and they were right at the finish line drives me mad because I'm like, oh, my God, you're right there. You're right there. <laughs> you might just have to send one more placelet through the bank. And they're like, oh, but I've already sent through 20. And I'm like, so? Send through 21. <laughs> it's going to be worth it. Yes, yes, yes. And sometimes you need to have that trust and that self-belief that you're going to get there. You know, you won't see the proof just yet. You need to have that belief and, and trust that you will get there if you continue with the action and follow through. Yeah. So, um, you know, it reminds me of um, my time in Egypt. I went uh, to climb Mount Sinai and we had to get up at 2 a.m. in the morning for a three-hour trek to get to the top of the mountain, pitch yeah. black, to see this magnificent sunrise. And it was so pitch black. You couldn't see where you were walking. And what was wrong, it'd be over the edge of the mountain. So, yeah, climb the mountain. And, you know, by the time we got to the top, the legs are like jelly because, you know, I was very unfit at the time. And if I had stopped, you know, halfway up or three-quarters of the way up, I would have missed out on this magnificent sunset. Mm. Uh, Sunrise, sorry, sunrise. So, you know, you just have to keep going. It was pitch black. I didn't know how close I was, how far I was, what time it was. Wow. And I kept going and going and going and I got to the top and I was rewarded with this beautiful sunrise. So, And you had that faith in your guide to lead you. Exactly. That's beautiful. Fantastic. Yeah, just keep going. There's no straight line to get there. Mm, well said. When I stop believing, I can. When I lose momentum. Sometimes lack of motivation due to wrong mindset. That's a big one I see a lot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Or mindset's being influenced by outside negativity. That's it. Exactly. So, you know, the way you respond to other people's negativity is really, really important. Do you ignore it or do you take it on board as your own negativity? Because if you take it on board, then it's obviously going to sabotage you. Yeah, absolutely. We are running out of time, just to let everyone know. Um, so we will wrap up now. Um, any last thoughts or words of wisdom, Dr. Vesner? Okay, so the... The other thing that holds people back is analysis by paralysis. You know, they overanalyze things. So we just need to be careful because if you overanalyze things, you'll either end up in inaction or you'll end up with regret because you haven't taken any any action. You think, oh, I wish I had or I wish I hadn't. Yeah. So really important to always make decisions um, out of a place of confidence and self-belief if you make decisions based on fear and self-doubt you'll always regret those decisions absolutely analysis paralysis i see a lot of people get caught in this cycle when they keep researching and they keep wanting to get you know the perfect property the perfect deal the perfect amount of square meters per dollar or whatever 
and then they just completely miss the boat. And then by the time they get into the market, the market's gone up another 100,000 like that. You blink and you miss it. Yes. And I'm sitting back going, wow, could have got an amazing deal, but you just didn't get it because you're too busy analysing and and going around on this roundabout that you couldn't get off. Yes. Yes. So it's really, really important to trust your decisions uh, and to always make a decision uh, without any fear. Mm. And that's what do that. No more. <laughs> we had a breakthrough tonight. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And just so you know, the most successful people trust themselves. They'll do all the research, they'll do the number crunching, and then they will intuitively make a decision very quickly based on the numbers they've crunched. Mm. So if you want to replicate their success, that's how they do it. Absolutely. Being certain, taking all the emotion out of it and just doing the number crunching, let the numbers do the talking. Exactly, yeah. 100%. Well, thank you so much for coming on tonight, Dr Vesna. It's been an absolute pleasure. You know, we've talked about some really important things. We've talked about people's relationship with money. We've talked about what is money and then, you know, things like limiting beliefs, um, fear, how to get over that, and we've done some really good exercises. Wonderful. Thank you, everyone, for being so honest and open. I really appreciate it. And uh, now that you know some of the things getting in your way, uh, it's very important that you do something about overcoming them as well. Absolutely. We're about to head off into our private group now for our Black Belt members. So we will see you in the private group. Um, Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Have an amazing night, everyone, and we will see you next week. Same channel, same time. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Vesna. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy. It takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated, To make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisors actually achieve the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.